All right, y'all, what's up? This is the Bring the Wood podcast. Yes, this is not the wood. This is a Camper Chronicle production. This is your boy, Big Chase. I'm here in the room with my boy, Sinjit. What's good? What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> we are your substitute teachers for the day. Um, you know, we the cool substitute teachers. We bringing the TV in. You know, y'all watching videos all day. But uh, today, we're going to talk about, you know, a little football, a little college and then we're going to get straight to the meat of things, which is the NBA draft and everything going on with the uh, sports world for the day. Um, so we just kick it off today. It's a great day today um, with NCAA. Uh, we want to break it off by sending our prayers out to Deion Sanders. Um, to, today, he's having an emergency surgery for a blood clot. Said he had blood clots in his right and left legs. Um Today, he's trying to get that taken care of. Uh, sending prayers out to Dion. I hope he has a successful surgery. Um, you got anything on that? Nah, just more prayers. Uh, quick, a, quick, uh, a quick healing. Easy recovery. Uh, just hoping and praying that, he gets, that he's able to get back on his feet. And, uh, no pun intended. <laughs> and uh, get back to what he could do best, right? So all much love to what he got going on and, you know, help. Yes, sir. And then on a, uh, a brighter note, you know what I'm saying? Those of you gamer heads out there, uh, we're hearing reports that there will be no delay in the NCAA college football this season. So uh, those of you who have been waiting years for this game to come back out uh, amid all the lawsuits and, and, and things trying to hold them back, we look like we having a game coming out in a couple months. So uh, I know you're excited about that. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> I long awaited for this thing to come, so I am excited. I'm ecstatic, and I'm ready to see what they what they what they've been brought to the table for this new game that we've been waiting for. And and those of us that have been playing college football on EA Sports for the longest, growing up on that game, we know the community will tell you it's a much better game than Madden. <laughs> I don't want to offend no Madden heads, but uh, the real gamers know. College football was always better than that. Always, always. Okay, and then and then to wrap up this college news for today, um, we have the number one prospect coming out of Arizona, Dylan Rayola, is moving his entire family to Georgia to play his senior season of football. He's originally from Arizona. They're moving to Georgia. Um, he's committed to Georgia to play next. Not. This upcoming season, but the following college football season. Um, so he'll finish up his senior year in Georgia. Um, what you think about this? So let's get this straight. <laughs> this man and his family are leaving Arizona. Indeed. To from the from the high school that he went to, mm-hmm. right where yes. he made his name. Yes. Where he's from mm-hmm. to go move to Georgia while he's still in high school. Yes. And played his senior year. Do we know how far um, he's going to be from the college? <laughs> that That's a good question. That is a good question. But I'm sure whoever is uh, supplying this home for him and his family made sure that it's not too far. <laughs> no, I don't want to throw no extra speculations out there. But, you know, hey. The year before you go to the college that you're going to, you move to the state. Uh, Sounds like his family is going to be at every home game. They're going to be at every <laughs> single game. Seems like seems like the only games they got to pay for this year or got to got to pay 
to get to is the away games if they decide they want to go because the home games are right down Man, the street. This is really this is really interesting because <laughs> this is this is opening up my eyes to a whole nother opportunities and things that might be on the horizon. So it's like a. That's what man, we're doing now, so. I, and, it, and it's no telling how many other players have done this. This is just the most widely um, broadcasted, <laughs> going from Arizona to Georgia. But uh, yeah, this—I don't think this will be the the last time this happens. Well, you know, I ain't gonna put too much on their plate. Maybe they want to get away from those hot Arizona hey, summers. No, <laughs> Georgia gets hot too. <laughs> Humid, hot, and humid. <laughs> but you know that. But it's a different type of. He's trying heat to get ready. You know what I'm saying it's a different type of heat in Arizona, right? Like it's you got definitely, the, that's you got a different de- type of you heat. You got the desert that's heat, that, right? Yeah, so, right. So it's you that know, dry heat. You, so maybe, maybe they just want to get away from that. Get him used to whatever the conditions Georgia brings for a whole year, right? Maybe. So, so that, that 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 I, I could go with that, right? Put well, him. Somebody got a job. You know, they had to relocate. Mm-hmm. You know, just happened to be a coincidence. He's so I want big time college football out there also. So I want a year to be able to set up, get comfortable, learn all the ins and outs before that my freshman year is because most of these big time players got the idea of when I come in, I'm playing, right? So mm-hmm. so why not uh why not, you know, get acclimated to the area and uh get the get you know, hit the ground running before before your season starts. Your your freshman season in college. So, right. I mean, hey, I'm not mad at it. I'm not hating. Do what works best for you and your career and your family. This is a business now. Football, college sports are now a business for the athlete also. <laughs> so do what you got to do. I'm not hating. Mm-hmm. That'll wrap up our thing for college football today. You know, football is not really big right now. Um, it pains me to say that. But it's right there on the horizon. It's coming right around. Just give it a few more weeks, a couple more months. We there. Um, NFL news. So July 20th, the NFL, the owners will vote on the sale of the commanders. You have uh, Josh Harris's $6.5 billion bid, um, barring any any hiccups. They're saying that the deal should be approved. Uh, NFL will finally be on be able to move on from Daniel Snyder. <laughs> I'm sure they're happy about that. Uh, uh, what do you think about uh, them finally selling the Commanders? Uh, my first thought is them selling the Commanders. Does that mean that the name is up to be changed? You know what? I, I, if you own the team, I'm 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 guessing you could do whatever you want to, but I think they're pretty. You know, set in stone on the commander. It's like it's like a business, though. You know, once you you change your business name, you know, there's a lot of paperwork and a lot of things you got to go through for all that. So um, I don't see a a name change on the horizon. Uh, (laughs) Think they're pretty much gonna be the commanders for a while. Um, Yeah, but uh, but it's it's definitely good to see somebody else come in and see what they do with the team because the team. Definitely needs somebody to, um, you know, give it a facelift. It already has the proper facelift, but it, they need somebody to come in and uh, revamp this program and get it back to, you know what I'm saying, you know, start getting some franchise guys in there and making yes, it marketable, right? Right, because right now you, you are definitely the worst team in your division. Um, I'm not going to say the NFC, but definitely in that division with the Eagles who just uh, made a Super Bowl appearance. 
Cowboys who are in the playoffs. The Giants who are also in the playoffs who look like they're on the up and up. And then you have the Commanders. So, yeah, they got their work cut out for them. But um, anything moving on from Dan Snyder looks to be a good thing. Um, also, the Bills have extended their uh, the contracts of the head coach, Sean McDermott, and the GM, Brandon Bean, through 2027 so both their contracts line up now so the bills you know everything goes good we'll come back to the table around that time or earlier and if uh everything's not going good both y'all could leave at the same time (laughs) so i think it's a smart move um you know you always want to kind of try to marry your uh gm to your head coach so you guys are on the same page building the roster developing the talent coaching the team and uh yeah, I mean, I, I don't see no problems with this. Yeah, as long as everybody's on, the, as long as both of them are on the same page, I think that, uh, I think they can rely and lean on each other um, for bailouts, right? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> not, not only, it, it, it won't be only one person's fault, right? And those two, those two positions, I think, in in every organization lean on each other, right? Um, so I think that definitely is a good look. Um but also, too, it's, well, it's one of those things. We just got to wait to see what they're doing. I like what they started, right? And now it's going to turn this thing and uh, go get you one. I like what the Bills got going. So, Yeah, I'm not I'm not mad at it. And it's like nobody has the upper hand on the other one. Like, my mm-hmm. contract's bigger than yours. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I'm going to be here longer than you. It's like, yo, <laughs> we didn't figure this <laughs> out. <laughs> we both go. Like, we go to team. We a team. We a group. <laughs> we have to succeed if we want to stay here. Right. This is on us, my guy. Yeah. So it's more. It's a smart move, and I think a lot of teams do. I know the Niners did this with uh with uh, Kyle Shanahan and um, John Lynch. Mm-hmm. You know, giving them the same amount of years. So you know, just putting it out there, like you guys are here together. Even though that situation look was a little different. <laughs> We're not gonna get into that today. We're not gonna get into that today. Um, what else we got in the NFL? Oh, my guy Brett Favre Jr., aka Aaron Rodgers, is uh was in Denver advocating for the legalization of psychedelics. Awesome, awesome, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? awesome. Now I'm not a big you know drug user. You know I'm uh, you know I'm, I'm I try to be on the up and up, but you know um. I have somebody with a little bit of experience. Just a little bit. <laughs> just a know, tad, a little just a bit. touch. You know what I'm saying? So what do you think? We know Aaron Rodgers' background. Right. We know he's been in the media, you know, the last couple of years with his uh his uh experimentation with the uh, um medicinal uses for healing and other properties. Um what do you have a take on this? Um, I think if we know anything about Aaron Rodgers, let's let's take a little dive into him right where did he go to college at he went to he went to butte juco right so butte is up in northern california deep northern california where there is nothing nothing right and so he knows how to party he knows how to um you know he's probably been experimental but with that being very experimental i'm pretty sure he's done his own research Aaron Rodgers is a quarterback. He's a very intelligent man. He went to Cal, right? So he knows, and I'm pretty sure with 
him experiencing it and doing his research, I'm pretty sure he understands um, the benefits of these things, right? Uh, we technically, when we hear these things, we automatically think bad, but there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of medical that go into it that definitely, you know, can be very useful and helpful to us as humans, right? Uh, yes, it can be, you know, experimental with the 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 uh, the you know, if you go too far, you you take a trip, right? But I think. I think what people don't know about the drug or with the psychedelics are what it does to you mentally and how it breaks down your, uh, how it's able to, you know, uh, help get you through, uh, you know, some of your mental health, you know, you know, these guys go through a lot of different things. They, they work in a high stress, uh, industry, right? So sometimes these psychedelics can break that down and just put you at a place of peace, right? Microdosing. People don't talk about microdosing enough, right? Microdosing is a good thing, right? You're not tripping. It's like CBD. It's like a <laughs> microdosing is like the CBD version of psychedelics, okay. right? So Edu educate us. My so brother. so it is not. It's not a bad thing. It is actually. Um, I support it. Um, I I suggest everybody to go out and do your own research. They clearly, if you know anything about it, if I'm not mistaken, in the state of Washington or Oregon, um, they have passed. Um, they made it um, a, a recreational drug, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, yeah, just do your research. Go look at it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers obviously knows probably more than most people. Uh, so go I, check it out. I believe Denver is uh, more progressive and forward thinking on terms of drug use. I believe marijuana is legal in Denver, if I'm not mistaken. It was one of the first places. Um, and, you know, I done a little tiny bit of research on my own and especially with with playing sports uh playing college sports um knowing uh, professional athletes who have played at that high level the injuries that you go through mm. the mental issues mm. that you deal with especially after retirement um or after an injury um some of these more natural type drugs or substances are better for your body or can benefit you other than um, what they'll push you, you know, what the teams will give you, what the doctors will give you, which have a long range of side effects and cause other problems, which could, you know what I'm saying, be a reason why Deion Sanders now has a lot of black lives, you mm. know what I'm saying? So mm. that's a bigger, deeper issue, you know what I'm saying, that we're not mm. going to touch on right mm. now, but yeah. So it's it's layers to it, and I, I see your side of the story, you know what I'm saying? Yes, very, very good. But that'll wrap up football for today. You know, usually this football Friday, but like I said, uh, we in the off season, and it's down right now. Um, <laughs> nothing really going on. Everybody's on vacation. So. <laughs> Everybody's enjoying their you know, off they season. Enjoying their off season. These free agents are not moving. <laughs> they, they are staying put. Now, a lot of these veterans probably don't even want to report this uh, to camp. They probably want to take that time when camp starts to start looking for teams or start making a push to get to a team so that camp is already underway. And, they, you know, they could probably miss out on that part, right? <laughs> so... As of right now, everybody's enjoying their summer. They're rehabbing their bodies and, you know, looking for the best options. And they're not making any moves. <laughs> Facts. Um, 
Normally, we probably take a break, but I don't know how to do that, and I don't want to mess nothing up right now, so we just <laughs> going to keep it moving. We're going to go straight to the NBA. We had a big day in the NBA yesterday. Um, shoot, this whole offseason, speaking of offseason, NBA offseason is not boring right now. It's like uh, uh, somebody loaded up a game of 2K and was like, yo, let's just get at it. Um... But yesterday was the NBA draft, and of course, we all knew who the first pick was going to be. It was the seven foot five um, big man out of uh, France, Victor Wimbayama. Um, no surprises there. Uh, what do you think about his game and that fit for the Spurs? Um, like I've been saying some time now, the NBA is changing. As we noticed, we are getting a lot of these huge ginormous guys that are very athletic, right? The at seven four, seven five, this man can dribble, he can shoot, he can do he he can do anything you need him to do on the court. I think he's a great fit for what Pop may possibly start to bring that's a great person to come in with a with a skill set to do whatever you want. I think going to the Spurs is awesome. I think I think they're gonna uh, they're gonna build a team around him um to where he can be able to use all of his skills, right? Mm-hmm. Um, shoot, though you got a dude that's seven that big on the wing. How many big men can guard that, right? Like, um, so just placing guys around him to be able to cater to his talents and his abilities, I'm excited for. I think the only downside is his size. Um, he's seven five, seven four. Wherever tall the man is, he's huge. But he's really thin, right? I mean, he's he. I just want to see how he goes against when he, you know, come a, go go in the middle, right? You right. you got a guy like Joel Embiid who too can go inside out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that I, you know, and he's great, you know. Jokic, these guys can put a body on him, right? So, you know, I just hope and pray that um, he has a much more successful career um, than you know the other unicorn. Oh, poor Zingas. We'll, we'll get on him later. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, that is a concern of mine also is his uh, his longevity, his health. Um, he's got tons of talent. He's uh, very skilled and it's something that we've never really seen before on this level. We've seen flashes from other guys who, you know what I'm saying? But example was Chet Holmgren, who's about <laughs> not not as big as him, not as skilled as him. But kind of similar, mm-hmm. and he couldn't even make it to his first NBA season. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So those have... those leg and ankle and foot injuries are 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 rampant with these these tall guys. So. And then you you can't forget about Bo Bo. Bo Bo is another Trap tall, packs, lanky packs. guy um, that has this very similar skill set, right? But he too in college had similar injuries, right? The, these. These these freak injuries that kind of derail your career, right? Um, but Bobo de- gets drafted to Denver. They sit him, and then he had time to heal, right? So yeah. the only problem, the only difference is, is nobody the expectations <laughs> for Bobo weren't as high, right? Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So so he's able to, he, he, you know, they were able to sit, 
rehab, get themselves together, play here and there, and yeah. then boom. He's able to develop mm-hmm. without expectation. I get that, yeah. I think my I think my only concern is uh, being in San Antonio is if we take a look back at their training staff when Kawhi was there, mm. you know, mm. <laughs> they, you know they they that. they aren't the greatest, right? So I, I don't I I don't know because I felt. But right. As much as Tony Parker was hurt, they did good by Tony Parker. They good. I don't know if it's the same people there, but I don't think they have a bad tra- track record outside of ten. I mean, uh, Kawhi what? Leonard. If you remember, uh, uh, Dewan Blair. He played. Dewan Blair. He played many seasons. Mm-hmm. He had no ACLs, <laughs> and he <laughs> played a, like two, three seasons with the Spurs effectively. Mm-hmm. So. We'll see, though. I, so, I wish him nothing but the best. I hope he's effective. So the conversation maybe is, you know, the heart and the drive there you go. There you of go. these players. You cannot. You can't measure that, though. <laughs> the heart That's and the drive. Measure. Um, then we'll move on to uh, the number two pick, uh, Brandon Miller out of Alabama. Uh, went to the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, he's a, a, a bigger forward, 6'9", six, 6'8". Six, um, he could play in the post. He can create his own shot, and he can shoot from distance. Um, he's solid on defense. I think with Brandon Miller, he probably he was not the second best player in the draft, but he fit with uh, Charlotte needed, and he has a very high floor, maybe not a high ceiling like Scoot Anderson or um, Victor Wibiyama, but he's a very solid player who's more of a, you know what, I don't think we miss with this prospect. You know what I'm saying? Especially Jordan going out the door. <laughs> I got to get one of these right. Maybe two. <laughs> LaMelo was not a bad pick. He just got to stay healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you got anything on Brandon Miller? Um, I Again, I agree with you. I think that was um, a solid pick. I don't think he was the best, the, the second best player. But I I think that for them, he was the second best player uh, because you can't have a lot of the same dudes on your team, exactly. right? Yeah. Um, we've seen that with the Timberwolves many years ago when every year they would draft guards and <laughs> that never panned out, right? So, um, I, but I do, I, I would agree. Um, drafting him, he does, he fits the bill. Um, I think um, he's not a bad player. I think he would definitely come in and fall right in line. I mean, you the, the Charlotte team is an exciting team um with drafting uh LaMelo. Um I, I I like what they got going over there, right? Um so we'll see. Um we'll see what he does. Uh I mean, and like you said, Jordan is out the door. Uh, so hopefully they can uh maybe change directions and maybe that maybe that maybe that's what that pick was is Changing of a direction of where Jordan was, where Jordan's mind was mm-hmm. to now to these next these, these next incoming owners. It's um, nice take. So we'll see. You know, Charlotte is definitely an exciting team. Um, I enjoy watching Charlotte when they're healthy. Um, so we'll see. Uh, yeah, and then we'll move on to the number three pick, <laughs> my Portland Trailblazers. Select Scoop Henderson. Um, you know, if like they said, there's been plenty, plenty, plenty pundits that came out and said uh, if there's any other draft, he'd go number one, and he'd probably go number one next year, and probably <laughs> would go number one the year after that. Um, he's very explosive guard. 
Um, his shooting is not the best, but he's still young. He's only 19. He's been in the G League for two years. He didn't play his senior season of high school. He went to the G League, and then he played again, and he's improved every year. So you, you hope to keep seeing that arc go up, a progression. But Scoot Henderson is a very um, dynamic player uh, compared to a young Russell Westbrook. Um, very tenacious, very fast. Uh, man. He's a guy that uh, I liked. I, I wasn't mad at the pick. It's going to be interesting to see how him and Dame play together. Because mm. that's two guards. Then you have... Uh, uh, Anthony Simons. Anthony Simons. You have Shadon Sharp, mm-hmm. who he drafted last year. More of a forward, but he you know, is kind of a big guard. Um, yeah, you have, kind of got like a little log jam right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. like, what are y'all going to do? Um, then we circle back around and picked up... Uh, Chris Murray, the brother of uh of uh why is the name just lit my my head from uh Keegan Keegan Murray twin okay. brother they got drafted by the Kings uh number four overall last year and they're saying you kind of do the same thing three and D not very over athletic but a uh, solid player um I wasn't mad at that pick um but it's gonna be interesting to see how how, how we fill out the rest of the roster or. Things to come in the next couple of days if, if we keep Dame or if, even if we keep Scoop. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, but I, I wasn't mad at the pick. I think it was great value at that pick. And if you would have picked anybody else, I probably would have been going crazy like a lot of other fans. Um, then, you know, we'll go to the four and five pick. Uh, twin brothers. Twin brothers. Twin brothers. Uh, and First time. Amen and Aswar. Thompson from Overtime Elite. They didn't even go to college. They didn't even go to the G League. They played in the Atlanta League, Overtime Elite. Um, just putting them on the map. It's crazy. Four and five players that didn't go to college, mm-hmm. that didn't play in the G League, that didn't come from overseas. And they're twin brothers. <laughs> That's, that is... That is a TV show waiting to happen. First, <laughs> or a movie waiting first to happen. Time ever. Ever. That two now, we had the Ball brothers go two and three, but those are three different years apart. Right. These guys went in the same draft. Top, top, top five. Lottery. Back to back. I don't even think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't even think the Lopez brothers went back to back or... The Morris twins. The Morris twins. Or, no, because the Morris twins both got drafted by the Suns. There you go. <laughs> so, <laughs> and correct me if I'm wrong, the Lopez twins got drafted by who? Who did they get drafted? The Suns? I know. <laughs> no. One of them played for the Suns before. No, I was thinking of, I was, I was thinking of Blake Griffin, brother. He got drafted by the Suns, <laughs> but Blake Griffin did. He got, yeah. That's, that's, that's wild, though. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is even crazier because when the Blazers picked Keegan Murray's brother, they picked right before the Kings picked. And I think the Kings would have picked him because they ended up trading out of that pick right after. Um, but, yeah, no, that was that was amazing to have twin brothers drafted, four and five, back-to-back, didn't go to college, didn't go to the G League, didn't come from overseas. It's wild. Um, so that that was round out about the top five. There was ah, there was some other guys that got drafted. You know they're they're gonna have to make a name for themselves. But uh, 
top five was really where the show was at, where the where the draft was made at. Um, I do want to throw what, in a quick little pl- plug in there. Uh, Imani Bates. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Imani yeah. Bates. Imani Bates got drafted, and he is he went with Cleveland the Cavaliers. yeah yeah. Yes. Right? I was so, excited to see that because I was like I kept seeing him drop and drop. And I was like, man, is he even gonna get drafted? But I remember Imani Bates coming out of high school, going to Memphis. He was he was top recruit. Crazy six nine six ten supposed to be the next KD can handle the ball can shoot he just I think when he went to Memphis he got hurt uh, he didn't do too well there he transferred to Eastern Michigan this year he bought out of Eastern Michigan but it's Eastern Michigan you know what I'm saying <laughs> right, it's Eastern right. Michigan uh, he's not very big he's very skinny mm-hmm. um, so I mean I, if there's any place they're gonna let him develop and just be you. It's Cleveland. Cleveland. <laughs> Cleveland is a very young team. You got Donovan Mitchell, who's mm-hmm. who's a, a good leader, I think. Um, you got guys to learn from there. Darius Garland, um, man, Evan Mobley. Yeah, so he he's definitely gonna come off the bench. He's gonna have time to learn, time to grow, time to develop. Um, so I think it's a good fit for him. Yeah. And also, Amari Bailey out of UCLA got drafted. Um, went to Charlotte as well. You know, anybody that watched a little show with uh with uh the Sierra Canyon um high school team where, where LeBron's kids go and Dwayne Wade kids go. It's a lot of famous people kids go there. He was on Diddy that team. Uh uh Drake was dating his mom. <laughs> Just seen her at the draft. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um Yeah, it's crazy. So what what do you think about your sons? Like what what you think they how they did in the draft and how your team is looking right now? Man, so the Suns, I think I think we are fine. I think that, again, I'll just come out and say it right now. I think the two problems that I'm curious with, right, is first and foremost, what are we going to do with DeAndre, DeAndre Aiden, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I want to say, let's get rid of him, the problem I have is if we get rid of him, what is out there quality enough to bring back in, right? Wow. Um there are guys out there, but is it worth shipping this man off? Who potentially? Let's not sleep on DeAndre Ayton. Is a really he can go to a lot of teams and change and help them. Right? right you could do a lot worse than DeAndre Ayton. A lot, right? Yes. But so the but the problem is, is right. What we asked from DeAndre Ayton this year and last year, he just he just wasn't he just couldn't do right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what it is. I think I'm more so stuck in a place of trying to figure out what 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 they're looking for as a team, right? Because this Bradley Bill trade kind of confused me, right? Is because now you have two dudes that essentially, I mean, they, Bradley Bill, don't get me wrong, is a you got three dudes on the team that are just straight out hoopers, right? They are brainless when it comes to hooping, right? Yes. But who's going to handle the ball? Which one of these guys are going to demand um, who's going to take charge of the team, right? Like, don't get me wrong. All three of them, all three of them are. They're going to come and show up. Bradley Bill is going to come show up. Bradley, that's where one thing Bradley Bill is done. He comes, he shows up, he shows out. Devin Booker shows. he with These last few years, we got a different version of Devin Booker. He knows how to, he knows how to lead a team, right? Mm-hmm. Then you have KD, who also... I'm not going to say knows how to lead a team, but KD also is a presence to get you over that hump. I'm just really 
confused on how it's going to work, where right, it's right, going right. to work. Right now, if we take now if we take this DeAndre Ayton character and we ship him off, my question is is what are we going to get back in return? Right? Like, are we getting a guard? Are we going to get big man? What like Who's running our point, right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I are, are we put is are you is Booker right? <laughs> right uh, is Booker now our point guard? Right, we have two guys that essentially are what are, like. What are we doing? Are we are we going to run with KD at the four, which is not a problem, and then and then Booker at the three, Bill at the two, and then come and ooh, Cameron Payne at point, right? Like that's not terrible, but. What does our bench look like, right? We still we still have other issues that we need to address as far as what our bench look like, what our big man. I like I like I the <laughs> I like the the what's his name um the big dude that 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 came in and serviced us in the playoffs um when DeAndre Ayton was tripping um I can't think of his name right here uh tall white dude um. Um, I like what he did. He came in, he serviced, but I don't think he's gonna be the one to get us over. You know, Jock Landau, <laughs> Landau, whatever. Landau, yes, right. He Landale. did decent, right? He did. Cool. He did decent. He was all right. He was cool. But at the same time, are we winning a championship with him at the five? No, probably not. Right. Uh, so he's definitely somebody you keep on the roster. Somebody that is really serviceable, right? But that's the problem, right? We gotta, we gotta. Low, get our bench together, but then who is starting, right? Mm-hmm. Who is starting, and what direction are we going? Who's leading, right? right? We have some great players, but in the same sense, is we've seen in Brooklyn, we've seen in L.A., we've seen in multiple places that loading your team up with guys that can just straight out ball out and hoop doesn't always win you a championship, right? Yes, so yes. I'm just curious to see what direction they're going. They kind of lost me. I'm – I'm I'm ecstatic that we have Bradley Bill, right? But this isn't 2K. We're not loading up our team with just people that we like. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to figure out what direction they're going and how we're going with it. I can say I and then oh, let me address the third problem I had. <laughs> we get rid of Monty and we bring in uh freaking uh <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know right, my name, right? Uh, uh, former Laker uh, coach, yeah, like Pacer coach. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I don't know how I feel about bringing him in. Um, I think he's a coach that's not gonna create any waves, rock the boat. Like, you tell me what you want to do, I'm gonna do it. He's a good defensive coach, though. He does come in with a good defensive system. Uh, offensively, with those three players, it's not much you really got to do. Frank, right. Frank Vogel. Frank, Frank Vogel. Vogel. There you go. It's not much you really got to do. Um, so just get the defense together. Coach up the role players. <laughs> like, it's not, like, it's not really much he got to do. I'm sure they're not paying him a lot of money. Um, so, yeah, that would definitely be – it's going to be interesting to see how they round out that team around those stars. Um, and then I'd be I'd be out of line if I didn't mention the Brooklyn Nets. You know, Dana and I here, but I'm a, I'm gonna hold it down for him today. Uh, they did draft Noah Clowney, who I, I think is gonna be tremendous to their roster. He's a big man. Um, he can shoot. He play. He can play defense. Definitely bringing Derek Whitehead from Duke. Uh, was a number one recruit. Was heard at Duke. Didn't really. Um, 
play the best while he was there, but he definitely has talent. If he could get back healthy and do some things, um, then they drafted uh, Jalen Wilson out of Kentucky. Um, I told Danny when they made the trades, they were loading up on picks. They're going to uh, build a roster young and let the, the two guys they traded for just take over the team. You had a guard from last year who was bowling out. You bring in, um, you have a, um, 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 Cam Johnson, who's a restricted free agent, mm-hmm. who, who you would definitely bring back, I believe. And then you have, um, uh, what the heck is his name? Michael? Yes. Michael Bridges, who, who is two poised, to be your, poised to be your star, who showed he could carry the load. Now he just needs to show he could do it for a full season, and that could be your workhorse. And then just filling around him with these young guys. And then if you get a chance to strike on something big, do it. Um, but I think they're going to build the right way. They're going to build up through the draft and uh, eventually have a monster. They have a, 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 a boatload of picks. Um, yeah, the Nets. The Nets going to be something in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Remember I what said do you that. Think, what, do you think, uh, what do you think the Nets should do with uh, Ben? I mean, at this point, you got to kind of write it out. You, you gave up too many assets to acquire them. Um, you know, with between James Harden and Ben Simmons deals, you you kind of gave up a lot. You know, <laughs> you gave up a lot. And what do you have to lose? Like you're not playing for a championship right now. Um, let him sit there and figure it out. And then if he can't, I mean, what you got to lose? You're not he right now. It's, it, you you buy high. You're not you're not gonna sell him low. So, you know, just let him figure it out. If he don't, you know, you have nothing to lose right now. You already lost everything. <laughs> Everybody's gone. You know what I'm saying? Just ride it out. I'm riding it out. Until he don't want to be there and he's causing the issue, then I'm moving him. But right now, your potential is too great. If you can come in and be somebody, now we talking about competing for something. And you know. he's still extremely young. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> now you're there with a bunch of other young guys, but now you're the you're you're not the young buck no more. Really, <laughs> like you, we need you to step up and be a leader. So, we need you to be the. This can be. You don't got to be your team, but you can lead this thing. You can be a leader on the team. So the the, the wild thing about it is Cam Johnson, Cam yeah, Cam Johnson, uh, Michael Bridges, and Ben Simmons are all around the same age. <laughs> so then you have a essentially if you get it figured out you have a three headed monster you could you right could have a three headed because monster. they all do then, they're three different things trying, I can't remember the guard they had last year he was going crazy but he he was he was dropping like forty a night <laughs> like back to back to back and I was like man this dude he can play he can play I don't think that he can consistently do that obviously but. He's a good player. He is something that you could build around, and he can continue to develop. Um, yeah. Um, oh, one key I did want to point out during the draft was within the top five picks, only one of those players went to college. <laughs> it was overseas guys, mm-hmm. G League guys, mm-hmm. and overtime league guys. So it's interesting to see the way that the draft has evolved, and guys are finding different ways to get to the NBA. And that these NBA scouts are out there finding players. Like mm-hmm. they're they're out there doing making their money. Especially with when now the the rise of overtime elite, I think this only puts them more on the map. Um 
my question to you is, is do you think that damages college basketball or does that kind of make college basketball a little bit more competitive now? Um, it definitely makes college basketball more competitive because as we've seen, it's been different winners every year. And mm-hmm. as you see in the, in, in the, in the NCAA championship, it's definitely March Madness. You see more Cinderella teams, <laughs> quote unquote, make it further. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, because these top tier players are not going to the, the Blue Bloods, the, the Kansases, the Kentuckys, the Dukes, the North Carolinas. They're going to play something like, I'm not going to waste my time in college or have to go to school. and do, mm-hmm. I'm going to start training for my profession now, which mm-hmm. other kids with, in other sports do all the time outside of football. Uh, if you're a golfer, you play baseball, you do tennis, like you mm-hmm. go pro at a, overseas. Luka Doncic was playing. Yeah, it's been sixteen. I'm saying so. This is not out of the ordinary. It's just new to us in the United States. If I can't go to NBA out of high school, I'm gonna take this other route, which is smart. Make a little bit of money, and shoot, perfect your craft. Um, And it's starting to pay off. Uh, Which is interesting, though. You don't really. It's it's starting to (laughs) starting to take over. Mm -hmm. I think it's starting to even out now. It's it's about. Maybe about 60, 40 college to other routes right mm-hmm. now. And, that, and let, me not, let me reiterate that uh, this isn't the first time that guys are taking alternate routes, right, um, outside of college. It's just we're now noticing that, you know, these alternate routes other right. than, other than um, you know, going overseas are, you know, like I said, like you just said, overtime, overtime <laughs> elite has two guys in the top five, right? Top five. So, what do you think that's going to do? More players are going to go. Like, yeah. what? Oh, what? Overtime elite, right? Like, what? Like, these I, guys so, aren't. I these... can get drafted out of here now. I don't have to go to the G League. I mm-hmm. don't have to. And overtime elite is just basically based out of Atlanta. I'm going here. And you don't got to travel. Yeah. So, that might even. So, that might even. Change. I could go. Oh, I think they're gonna blow up more now. Yeah, because now yeah, you're gonna get absolutely. more people watching. You're gonna get more a higher grade of athlete. Um, I think it just progresses the sport as a whole. I think that I think that kind of goes going back. If I even go back even a step further, I think that even changes what high school basketball look like. Right? Mm, you're right because a lot of a lot of these kids are not even finishing their senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. They're going to play and like you, Scoot Henderson. I'm going to the G League. Uh, overtime elite has Rob Dillingham right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. These are kids that technically should be in high school, are making money at a younger age. Playing in professional leagues, they're they're playing better competition mm-hmm. at a younger age, which is essentially prepping them to be able to be ready to come to the NBA. Right, so that that's actually kind of exciting, and it's kind of with these with our with these with our older with our veterans. Starting to age out in the NBA. Now you're getting younger. Now you're getting younger, more experienced guys at a and a hole coming in. Um, I think this is exciting. I think this is definitely gonna make ultimately make the NBA better. Um, ultimately make basketball in college better. Um, shoot, it might even it might even make high school basketball better because. You're getting some of these guys that are just freakishly good or, you know, 
taking an alternate route. They're not staying in. And now that opens up doorways for guys that, you know, might not have been the star on the team if that guy was there. So now they get more experience. And I think all around, man, I think this is exciting. I think I think these alternate routes are going to change the landscape of basketball. I think we're going to have more quality guys in the NBA. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, that's just a theory talking. But I, I think... I think as of right now, it's good to see that. I'm I'm excited to see what's next. Indeed. Um, I did want to note a couple of um, key undrafted players that got picked up today. Um, the point guard from Kansas State, Marcus no- Noel, got uh, picked up by the Raptors. Okay. Who, who is funny? They I think they got a little thing for short guards. He's only five seven and a half, five eight. But that boy could play some basketball. If you noticed last year in the in the in the tournament, college tournament, he got the Kansas State to the Elite Eight, um, and he was balling. Um, also, uh, uh, Jacob Toppin from Kentucky got picked up by the Knicks, and if you know, that's Obi Toppin's little brother. So you know, there you go, brothers again mm-hmm. on the same mm-hmm. team. <laughs> and then uh, Drew Timmy, who's been at Gonzaga for like fifteen years. Got picked up by the Bucks. I think that was a solid signing. Um, also, oh, Marvin Bagley's little brother got picked oh, up by, oh, by, by, by the Sixers. That's crazy. Ten day Marcus, Marcus yes, Bagley. Yes. He's a local kid. He went to Sheldon High School. Didn't know that. I didn't even know that was his brother. Yeah. Um, yeah. Get the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I don't, I don't even think he got to play, finish out his senior season. I think they had a, I think I think something went on at Sheldon and they, they ended in the playoffs. That's crazy. Um, was that yeah. his? COVID? Yeah. COVID. COVID. Yep, yep. Okay. Um, well, I mean, if you've been listening to the podcast or just paying attention to sports in, in general, you know about all the trades that's been going on. Um, any of these trades uh, piqued your interest? <laughs> I, I personally, personally, I like the Marcus Smart trade for, for, mm-hmm. for Memphis. Mm-hmm. I think he replaces Dylan Brooks. Seamlessly, he does everything that you wanted Dylan Brooks to do, and everything that Dylan Brooks couldn't do. You bring in another deep. Now you have the last two defensive player of the years mm-hmm. on your roster. You have a guy that can knock down open three pointers. You have a guy that can bo- handle the ball, um, and he's going to give you elite perimeter defense. And he's a leader. He's an older player, mm-hmm. not too old, but he's older. You know, uh, old enough to help. Your trouble point guard, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, to mentor your trouble because player. Because Marcus Smart has found some <laughs> trouble in his you. past, right? It's, it's next level right there, man. I like, I love that move um, for the Grizzlies. I don't really understand it for the Celtics. I kind of get it. You want to start moving some of these pieces out so you can figure out who you want to take the reins of this team. Um, considering uh, Jalen Brown and, and um, Jason Tatum, one of these guys need to take over and be a leader. Marcus Smart was basically the leader of the team. Mm-hmm. You know, you want your best player to be the leader most of the time. Um, but bringing in Porzingis, mm, I don't know. He definitely could help. I think he could do a lot of what Al Horford does, but more. He's not going to hustle great. like Al Horford hustles, though. But Al Horford is not getting any younger. You know what I'm saying? Um, but he, yeah, he's 7'3". He can shoot. Mm-hmm. He can uh, create shots. He can protect the rim. Um, but 
It's always been about his effort and his health. He won't have to play as much. I mean, between him and Robert Williams, you know, that's about 40 games apiece. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so I don't really understand it. You try to trade Malcolm Brogdon. That didn't go through. So I don't really know what they're doing with their roster right now. But I guess they seen something something needed to uh, switch up. And maybe uh, Missoula's trying to get some players in that he likes. You know what I'm saying? This is his team now. Mm-hmm. He's trying to get his mm-hmm. system in there. So that could be what it is also. Another, I don't understand the Chris Paul trade. I don't like it. Um, I don't think it's a fit. And... I don't know what uh, Mike Dunleavy Jr. is doing. I don't know what he did as a player. I don't know what he's doing as a GM. Go ahead. I know you like it. Go ahead. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like the trade. And I like the trade is because we'll just automatically go right at the elephant in the room. They're trying to get this man a ring, right? He not going <laughs> to get no ring listen, over there. Listen, listen, right? Yes. The Warriors are always going to be competitive, right? They, they will they, be competitive. They will be competitive, right? Chris Paul has always been competitive, right? Yeah. So now you you add another. Yes, he is older. Yes, he has his injury problems, right? right? But I think bring it for the Warriors, bringing in Chris Paul, it frees up Steph to now run around and be Steph because now you have somebody that can distribute the ball anywhere on the court, Um Chris Paul, you have to guard him. Chris Paul is not one of those. He's not. He's not a Westbrook where you could just sag off. Chris Paul can knock down an open shot. Chris Paul. Chris Paul can find open guys. Right. Chris Paul too is a leader. Right. I think. I think the Warriors sometimes need a leader because um, Steph leads by his play. Right. Draymond does. I think he's the leader. He's the leader of the team. Right. But I think sometimes you need. Um, I think you need a different type of leader, right? So somebody that's going to rally the guys together. You, but Steph, I don't think Chris Paul does that. I, I think Chris do Paul, does, yeah, because Chris, I, I, I was against the Chris Paul trade to Phoenix until I watched him turn. That's true. I, okay, I'll Devin give Booker I'll, I'll into what he is now. Devin Booker. Now I'm comfortable. I didn't want Chris Paul to leave leave our team, right? But I there's nobody like, to do that with. Like if they kept Jordan Poole, I would be like, okay, I can see how Chris Paul could help. Jordan Poole. Right. But you ship Jordan Poole off. But you ship Baldwin off also. <laughs> like all your latest draft picks are gone. Like so you, I who think do you still except I, outside of Kaminga and Moody? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who the hell y'all still got on the team? I think but now that's the next question is is who are the Warriors gonna bring in? To do what? To fit the, they, they, they oh, need the, a like bench. Yeah, you, you need a bench, right? Like you, because you, you just we just named everybody that's on the roster. I, I don't think I don't think you brought in Chris Paul to start. No, 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 no. Honestly, but, but honestly, anything, I don't, I don't, I don't think that he's gonna make it past the trade deadline. But anything, I, th- I don't think it's gonna work, and they're gonna trade him and ship but, him off. But if we know anything about if we know anything about the roster, the the Warriors roster is. All year long, it changes. They have yeah. different. They have. I different. just don't think he fits their style of play. Like I remember, remember when they had D'Angelo Russell, and they brought him in and was like, "Oh yeah, we got D'Lo, blah blah." And then after like half a season, it was like he got to go. But that's <laughs> we watch. We, but it's because it's, he plays at a slower pace. Like D'Angelo Russell's not not. He doesn't play fast. He plays at his own pace, and all, that's what Chris Paul does. But I'm thinking. I'm th- and I, I would agree because Chris Paul. In Phoenix, played at a way slower place, pace than everything else. 
But I think with the with the Warriors aging, I don't know if they can play at that same pace that they used to because watching Clay play, he's still we we know Clay ain't a hundred percent. Clay ain't look like the Clay we know and love, true, right? True. And so I and we don't know if Clay's gonna ever get back to he's that. He's not. Right? I don't think, so, especially defensively, offensively, he shows flashes. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, I don't even want to say flashes. He 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 does it. He's just clay again. Mm-hmm. But defensively, he would he'll would never be what he once was. What nobody expects him to be. But I think he can just focus on offense. If he was to get more defenders, though, but that that this don't help. <laughs> but see, I see. <laughs> I I think bringing. I think the thought process, and I could be wrong, but I think the thought process is Chris Paul can do what he did to Devin Booker. With getting Clay back to his, con- I don't because watching Clay play, Clay don't have the same confidence, right? He's more, right. he's more. Right. You could tell Clay is more, and he's not pouty with the team. He's pouty with himself and his body because he's not. You know what I'm saying? But I think Chris Paul, bringing Chris Paul in, I think ultimately Chris, the Chris Paul pull in is to help Clay, to help Clay to bring some type of. Like I say, confidence because Chris Paul can put Clay in positions to where Clay has better shots, right? That's true. Steph does an incredible job, but at the end of the day, Steph is going to be Steph, right? Steph get <laughs> right? right. And we don't want to mess that up, right? And I think bringing, I think bringing Chris Paul in with the second unit and Clay, that's a different, that's a different tempo. You can yeah. find Clay. You can put Clay in different spaces. Mm-hmm. Now the, the again going back to what I said is it's who you bring and then Andrew Wiggins we're tripping why are we forgetting about Andrew Wiggins right because he forgot about how to play in the playoffs <laughs> maybe that's but, why Andrew Wiggins was but going he turned, to, back, he turned he, back into Andrew Wiggins you know what I'm saying Andrew, but, but Andrew he Wiggins went through, that he, he can, was gone yeah, right yeah. so he he too was gone right so but say this if they if they move on from Draymond Green. Now, how do you fill that void? I can see Chris Paul having a way bigger role, and I understand. Mm-hmm. Then I can start to understand it a little more. But without Draymond Green, that's a that's a that's a a big piece that you'll be missing. But, but I, it could be addition I, by I, subtraction. As as I as much as we don't like it, you know, watching with the Warriors build with those three guys, right? If I don't want him to leave, but if he leaves, I think that opens up their offense. Because I think Draymond, in my personal opinion, I think Draymond offensively anchored them, right? Mm-hmm. I think he kind of harmed them because there's times Draymond sometimes can knock down an open shot. And a lot of times he won't. You're right. <laughs> you know what I'm he saying? Not, he not the Draymond he used to be. Right. So so now so now if we get rid of him, that frees up a lot of money. That's true. Right? And now we could bring in some younger guys. Who we bring in, right? But I they, think their problem is they don't really develop young they, guys. They don't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. They don't really develop young guys. I think they have an eye for who can be something. But right. They right. do a great job on, on identifying free agents that fit mm-hmm. and bringing in guys. They they definitely do that. Mm-hmm. So that. so you know I th- I think I think they can I think they're that I think if Draymond is gone I think what they will do is. Bring in a a four that can shoot. That is like a point a point four, right? Somebody that can shoot. That somebody that can facilitate, mm-hmm. right? And then I think they'll bring in more shooters. Um, I mean, again, losing Jordan Poole definitely hurts because 
he would come. He's a walking. He's 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 scoring twenty points, right? Yeah. He's averaging twenty, right? Yeah. So so we knew he was gonna come in and get some buckets, right? right. Um, so now I think that's another thing is now we have to identify another guy. We you know we know Chris Paul is gonna give you twelve, right? We you know we we know Chris Paul's gonna make Chris Paul may give you a double double, right? Cool. But that's not that's not a guy that's going. He may, some games he may erupt, but again, we're talking about a thirty eight year old Chris Paul, right? Mm-hmm. So that's way too much, right? That's way too much. Which I, I go back to the Suns. You're asking for this man to do way too much, that's true. right? And so now I think the Warriors is finding a finding a go. I mean, oh yeah, a, a Gary Payton. Gary Payton is a good thing, but Gary Payton is not going to come. I I don't see Gary Payton stepping in the role of scoring twenty twenty points, no, right? Not at all. No. Not so at all. so I think I think with this in this offseason, with all these trades, I think the Warriors need to identify and maybe go pick up somebody. And I'm sure somebody wants to come, right? I, who who yeah. wouldn't want to play? Who wouldn't want to play for the Golden yeah, State Warriors and the Splash Brothers, right? I think that definitely figure out and definitely be a competitive team. Mm-hmm. Definitely, they they haven't shown anything less. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then with the West, look like um, I mean, as of right now, the West is still trying to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? I, I, clearly, Denver has figured it out. Denver, right? yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's the West is 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 definitely stronger than the East mm-hmm. to, in totality. You know what I'm saying? Them teams, even you look at OKC, who nobody expected anything, from, right? Was on the verge of making the playoffs without their number one draft pick. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah, the West is crazy, and it's only going to continue to get mm-hmm. better. Um, shoot, man, I appreciate you for coming out, you know what I'm saying, man, knocking this out today. Always, always. Um, shoot, I appreciate y'all for giving us a listen, even though your lovable host couldn't make it today, we are here to fill in. Uh, we had a blast, uh, we appreciate it. Um, just thank you for, you know, standing by us as we stumbled our way through this, but hey, we got it done, we got it done, and we appreciate y'all. Keep your positivity today, go out tell somebody you love them. Um, enjoy this beautiful weather. Um, it's not too hot, not too cold. Um, what you got? Man, take care of your health, family. There you go. Take care of your health. Um, take care of your body. Take care of yourself. Drink some water. It's getting hot. Um, I appreciate y'all for always, always listening. Always invite me to the show. You know, go watch some sports and learn up on it. Yeah, if I get out of here, I want to say, you know, it's been a minute, but I still, I still ain't forgot about you, Brett Ford. Get that money back, man. (laughs) All right.